I'm Amy and welcome to Behind Mummy's Smile, my podcast. Um, This episode is focusing on pregnancy, which are links to um, the rest of my podcast, which are focusing on mental well-being at whichever stage of motherhood that you appear to be at. I feel like pregnancy is um, a key topic to talk about, as for most of us, this is where our motherhood journey starts and can already come with that, like just array of emotions. Um, The main thing is obviously pregnancy, sacrificing our bodies to grow a human life, a human life inside our bodies. Like, how amazing is that? Our bodies are truly extraordinary. I look at my um, beautiful boys and I think, I crew you. I crew you inside my tummy. I can't keep a plant, a house plant alive for probably like a week, okay? But I can grow a human life. Two of them inside my tummy. Um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty incredible that we can do that. Um, now obviously some of you will have started your motherhood journey slightly different, um, to mine. Those of you who are fostering or have adopted or have gone through, um, just the agonizing IVF, I take my hats off to you, you know, you are incredible and it just makes your little angels that much more precious. Um, it's just, yeah, truly remarkable. I obviously wanted to share my story and everyone has their stories and different versions. But yeah, I just want to share what how I went through and got my um, sort of beautiful boys into my life today. Um, so with pregnancy, there's kind of the two routes, planned and unplanned. And I think either way, just already you've got that kind of varied emotions, feelings coming into it where even when I, my, you know, I was lucky enough that I had two planned pregnancies, but don't get me wrong, that doesn't mean that I was all like, like a high off this happiness of, yes, I'm pregnant, I'm gonna have baby and all of that. Even with my first, you just kind of get hit with, yes, I'm really happy and elated, but oh my God, what, what is gonna happen in the next nine months? what's going you know to happen when I have to give birth because I think that for I don't know if it's just for me but as soon as you're pregnant it's kind of like okay yeah 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 this is what I wanted but at the end of this I'm either going to be cut open and have a c-section or I'm going to have to push this baby out of me oh my God, I don't think I can do this anymore. Those are just some (laughs) feelings that you might have and kind of those like conversations with yourself that you're thinking, how the hell am I going to do this now? Um, And I think, yeah, regardless of how you've gone about um, being pregnant, finding out that you are having a baby can be really scary. Um, Obviously, there are points where you're, this is amazing, you know, this is, you're really happy and all of those things. 
but yeah, just that kind of range of emotions from pretty much as soon as you find out. Um, and already your hormones are kicking in, feeling a bit off balance. I think with both my pregnancies, I just kind of had this feeling inside, like I knew, I knew I was pregnant before I even took the test. I think it's a little bit like before you go on to your period, you just know you're a bit kind of maybe a little bit more cranky, you've got a bit more of an iffy tummy, you're just not feeling quite right. Um, and so, yeah, this leads me on to like my next point, which is I don't know if you guys have any better answers than I do or if you feel the same as me, but when is the right time to have a baby? That's one of the kind of um things I, I have a lot of people kind of asking me my simple answer is there is literally no right time I think if the pandemic has shown us anything in the last year there is so much that is out of our control hence why I think there is probably a lot of us suffering mentally um, especially those of you who are like me, who like to be in control, who like to be organized and have structure in their life. Just knowing that there are things that are out of our control can be really daunting and really scary and unsettling. And I just feel there is no right time to have a baby. Any, you know, you could be in the most secure relationship, have um, the greatest career, be in that big expensive house with plenty of room. As soon as you get pregnant or have your baby, you just don't know what the future holds. You just don't know what's going to happen between you getting pregnant and having that baby or in that first five years of having your baby or like there isn't, there's no right time. Um, obviously I think there could be better and worse times but everybody's situation is always changing I think you really have to go with what your instincts and your gut is telling you and if you feel like you're ready then by all means go for it Owen and I we were um, lucky enough to have both our pregnancies planned we'd pretty much gone from where we were 15, 16 years old, like ready to have <laughs> a start a family. We, you know, if we'd met when we were a bit older, we probably would have had kids much sooner, but obviously we were pretty young when we got together and we always knew we wanted to have a family and there'll be times before our 20s where we were like, F it, let's just, let's just start a family, we don't care. I'm so glad we did wait um, and I did kind of go, no, 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 come on, let's sort ourselves out first. It meant that I got to um, sort out my teaching career. Owen was able to play about with what he wanted to do with life. So um, he sort of worked for a couple of different companies before setting up his own business with gardening. And yeah, it just meant we were kind of secure in our relationship we've been able to go off and have our saint lucia wedding um with no kind of worries and actually just have time with me and him i feel like if <laughs> now having children you probably feel exactly the same like what the hell did i do with my time what did we do in the evenings <laughs> like everything's so manic now but I think having that quality time with each other is really, really important to develop your relationship because once you have a baby, 
you know, your attention ha- completely shifts. Um, it doesn't even have to, you know, I, you guys might be different, but I can't even say it goes 50-50. Like, my attention completely draws towards that child that I've just brought into this world who needs constant looking after, constant attention, basically. And luckily, Owen can kind of, he knows that. Otherwise, it can be like a huge change on your relationship, a real sort of strain. Um, Now, finding out, again, sort of, I was really lucky in the sense that we got pregnant pretty quickly on both accounts. But um, first time round, finding out, obviously excited, elated, happy that we were starting our um pet pet is this the right word parental journey um together I think obviously as I've mentioned the back of my mind I was thinking oh my god that means I actually have to give birth to this baby this baby is going to be coming outside of me one way or another and with my anxiety that I'd suffered with knowing that it wasn't just I was having to worry about myself but thinking of this human life inside of me that was quite daunting I think actually starting to share the news was quite nerve-wracking um with our thirst because mainly in particular my mainly in particular my dad and I think that's because I look up to him and wanted his approval you know I was quite worried that he'd turn around and be like what what are you two thinking why are you having a baby not that he would be like that but you like in my mind I was thinking oh god oh god I gotta tell him and yeah I (laughs) when we did tell him we were talking about like um I'm trying to remember how it came up, but we're talking about eventually moving and we were in a one-bedroom masonette at the time and I sort of made a comment in passing just, well, you know, we've we've got to um, make the room because of the new addition or something like that. And he was just like, oh, what? What? Why are you like thinking we were going to get um, somebody to come live with us, like a tenant almost? And when it twigged he was just like oh my god you're having a baby and it was really really good really positive and it was only kind of us three that knew in those early days because I knew if anything didn't go to plan that I'd want to tell him anyway um and have him um there for me if I needed him to and yeah it was just so lovely to be able to tell him and share that news and you know from then on he's an amazing granddad really really just incredible with both his grandsons um so so proud I mean he was so excited couldn't wait to tell anybody and everyone that he was going to be a granddad um so that was really really lovely so moving on really to reality starting to sink in um I think this happened for both my pregnancies around, I think it was around roughly like week eight, um, bam, morning sickness. And I do not know why they call it morning sickness because it is not just the morning, okay? 
it's not just the morning. I think for Charles, I wasn't I wasn't somebody who look well, I can't imagine there's many people out there, but who enjoy being sick. And with Charles, it was pretty routine. I knew mm, most of the time, the time of the day where I was going to be sick. So it'd be sort of like first thing in the morning before going to work. Um, I managed to kind of get to work. I had severe like travel sickness being in the car and stuff. Um, I'd have to have a bag or a bucket or something. And I stopped going like my usual route along the motorway. Just in case I had to pull over, I'd go sort of um, through town to get to work. And then all day, like at work, I'd be like, <laughs> bless my TA. Um, I actually just see me like gnawing on um, breadsticks to try and keep the sickness um, sort of at bay. Because it's that kind of like you feel like your tummy's empty. You're feeling kind of hungry, but you just know if you were to have anything like that wasn't plain (laughs) that you'd be sick um and I'm so sorry I'm just going to keep saying the word sick 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 so I really apologize if (laughs) it's kind of turning your tummy but yeah under my desk I'd have like a bucket as well and obviously it's not like I'm in an office where I can just go to the toilet when I want or be excused I've got class of 30 children um all day long and I'm trying to keep it hidden and obviously I had to tell a couple of people at work just because my sickness was quite bad and I'd actually get through the whole day without throwing up there you go I'll change it I'll mix it up a little bit um but I'd get to the car and the whole way home, I'd be like, just keep it down, just keep it down, just keep it down. And I'd get through the front door at home and I'd be like, how's your day? I'm like, ah, and go straight to the toilet um, and be sick. Um, and that was just, I think, the, like the travel sickness, but also I was then getting tired a lot more. I remember I even just like kind of about made it to the car after work and hadn't even left and was sick. So it's just, it was fun, fun. And like the weekends, oh, when I, it would just be a battle to get up. Um, and yeah, everything changes. Um, and luckily, you know, touch word, I didn't have it throughout my whole pregnancy. Um, I didn't have it so severe where I couldn't keep anything down. Um, you know, there were times where dinner didn't quite stay down and stuff like that, but I was still like well in myself, if that makes sense. And it was about, was it like week 13 or 14? I think it might have even been like week 15 with Charles that everything kind of settled and I was fine. Um, And yeah, Freddie was pretty much the same sort of like time um where like it just hits I just was expecting like right week eight bam it's there um it might have even been week seven such a blur now but yeah with Freddie I was able to keep it a secret for a lot longer I was kind of nope I'm just going to keep on top of this I think because I had Charles as well that kept my mind busy so I wasn't like I couldn't go um to the toilet every time um and I was just like no I'm just gonna keep going gonna get up keep routine you know went to play groups and stuff like that and yeah I managed to keep it a secret from 
everybody in Hill after the 12 week scan, which was really nice because bless my dad, then didn't have to wait so long to tell people or um, it didn't seem so long before I was then giving birth because I think when I sold dad, like when I was sort of, I think six, five, six weeks with Charles, it then obviously makes it seem so much longer before um, the baby's actually going to arrive. And it probably didn't help that he was, well, they were both overdue as well. Um, but yeah, I think the second time round, it didn't hit me as bad. I still obviously was poorly, but definitely not as bad. I think for me, it was more mental with how I felt in myself internally um, rather than anything being physically wrong with me that really had an impact on my second pregnancy. Now the other thing that a lot of people tend to ask you when you're pregnant is um, what cravings are you having? I don't think, I don't think I really had any cravings. I have like tend to have a bit of a, like a sweet tooth anyway and I think that was probably the same. Oh, with Charles, I love the um, sugary fizzy laces. They became a bit addictive and probably, yeah, not very good for you, regardless of whether you're pregnant or not. But yeah, they they became quite nice when I was pregnant with Charles. And then with Freddie, yeah, definitely had a sweet tooth, but tried to steer away from too many sweets. I had a lot of melon and pineapple in the evening and probably like, cheddar cheese like on um digestive biscuits that was really nice I hit the spot but nothing like obviously certain foods tasted nicer than others and it was usually the stuff not so good for you uh vanilla milkshake always went down a nice treat but yeah I, I don't think there were any points where I was like oh like I really have to have this and nothing is going to kind of hit the spot unless I have that. Um, I think maybe when I was pregnant with Charles, there might be one night where I woke up where I was like, oh, I really want a chicken royale meal from um, Pizza Express. Oh, oh, what am I talking about? Um, that, that was my other thing uh, from Burger King. But Pizza Express, I really wanted like the garlic bread with mozzarella. The interesting thing I found was because obviously the, when I say like sacrificing our bodies, it's not just um, like the skin and everything that goes on with our actual bodies. It's the things that we can eat and drink as well. Um, I don't think alcohol wasn't too much of an issue for me because I don't tend to drink a lot anyway. Um, but it was more the fact that I couldn't eat certain foods and they were probably foods at the time where it's okay I can like have something else anyway but as soon as someone tells you you can't have something instantly it's like going on like a diet as soon as I tell my body we're going to diet now it's like quick eat everything in the cupboards quick have that before you can't prawns Prawns was a big thing when I was pregnant with Charles because I was pregnant over Christmas. We tend to, as a family, have 
um, prawns and smoked salmon as a starter. Now, I don't know if the rules are changing or anything, but like seafood, shellfish, all of that's kind of a bit of a no-no. It's always changing every time anyway. But I just thought, no, even if they're cooked, I don't. I just don't want to risk it. Oh, my God. I had an avocado. I had an avocado for my start of a Christmas day. I mean, the avocado was really lovely. But yeah, it was not the prawns and salmon that I was used to. But... <laughs> I just tell myself, right, it's just this one Christmas I can do without. And as soon as I'm I'm not pregnant anymore, I'm just going to eat everything I can. Um, and I think trying not to have too much caffeine and um, all of that as well kind of starts playing a little bit with your head. But I think, you know, you, you go with your body. You know what is right. As I keep saying, trust your own instincts. Trust your own gut gut you know um do you all right um then you get to sort of around the nine month mark um some of us this may happen sooner others of you like me can happen a bit later um but you're getting ready for your for giving birth okay and you might have your hospital bag ready your car seat ready all those kind of practical things, but it's also trying to gear your own mind up to thinking, okay, right, is this going to go the way that, you know, I see in the movies, oh, her waters are broken, oh, it's all a panic, quick, get to the hospital. It's very unlikely as if, you know, if you were me, particularly, that does not happen. For Freddie, my waters lit- literally broke just before he came out and, you know, I was already well into labour by that point and for Charles I had to have my waters broken and yeah it still took him a few hours before he decided that he was going to come out um but yeah I think it's definitely taught me pregnancy giving birth being a mother has definitely taught me just like this past year that you can't control everything you have to just kind of relax, take a deep breath and think, okay, I've just got to go with the flow. And I think once I was starting to try and get that into my mind, it actually made things go a bit smoother. And where I'd been pregnant with Charles and had this kind of, oh, he's going to be on time or he's going to be early because I was a day early. So I just assumed my child is going to be around the due date. Um, and it's going to happen in the night, I'm going to be sleeping, and I'm going to wake up, and the sheets might be wet from where my waters are broken, and I'm going to be like, oh, Owen, we've got to go to the hospital, no, um, yeah, I was, you know, I I had um, a couple of stretch and sweeps, which is basically where the midwives um, go into your area, and give it a good, like, swipe around with their fingers, Um, you know, a little bit uncomfortable um to try and kind of see if things get moving they didn't work um went in to be induced so I had is it called like the pessary or something where they basically um insert something down there um to again try and get things um moving and we got called I think it was the 
Wednesday very early, not long after sort of like midnight and I had myself a little shower and I was like, oh, got our hospital bags. I mean, we could be home by lunchtime with a baby. Oh God, by lunchtime, nothing had even changed. Um, I mean, the hospital staff were amazing and I literally felt like Rachel from Friends. Everyone was coming in after me. Oh, everyone was going out before me having their babies. And I was still stuck there. Just nothing had changed. Um, And then I think things did start moving along for me. Um, But again, we still had to wait until there was room down in the delivery room for me to go. And I'd kind of got used to being on the induction ward and was just like, yeah, okay, okay. But then when I got down to the delivery room, I felt, oh, I think when they took my blood pressure, they were like, are you okay? I was like, "Hmm, yes, yes, I think it's all just kind of coming in like it's a real thing now. Um, But yeah, and then eventually things took its course and everything and it just went how it went. I, you know, ripped the needle thing that was in my hand that (laughs) out at one point um when they flipped me over to kind of check how far um my cervix was dilated and I saw all these lights and stuff I thought I was you know in some sort of spaceship and it is just what it is when you are giving birth um with Freddie it was very different I was went into neighbor, labor naturally literally the day before I was due to be induced. So that was a bit of a shock. I was like, hang on, I was going to go shopping today. I was still going to do housework and stuff. Whoa, hang on. <laughs> and, you know, I went in and it was on a different ward that time because I was going into labor naturally and the room was lovely and I could have had a nice bath if I wanted to, but I was quite happy standing up and moving around. And that did go very quickly. I did give birth by lunchtime that time round. And, you know, everyone says, oh, your second one, that's going to come quicker or, you know, all these things. I think that just builds in your head as well because you think, well, why isn't that happened? People told me that was going to happen. Why is that not happening to me? So I think, you know, we can share stories, but you are going to have your own story or you already have your own story that is different to so many others. So try and go with the flow. Try and, as I keep saying, do you, all right? Um, Because at the end of the day, regardless of how you've got pregnant, whether it was planned or unplanned, and where you are at in your life, whether you have your dream career or you are like I was living in a one bed masonette, kind of just going along with it, whether you are with your partner or whether you are single, whether you have been induced, had your baby, um, sort of a premature baby, any way that you have had your baby, whether you were given your baby through adoption, whether you are looking after a child through fostering, any way that you hold that child or that baby for the first time, oh my gosh, nothing else matters. Nothing at all. That is you and your child, your baby bonding, this new life that depends on you. 
and you are there to love and share, give, teach your love. Oh God, sounds so cringy now. (laughs) Um, Thank you so much for listening to me waffle on as usual. Um, I hope you all take care and I will continue this next time. Thanks. Bye.